Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Global Industry Spotlight. My name is Daniel Crane, and I am the Program Director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Every Thursday, we talk to uh, entrepreneurs, organizations, um, and, and people who are in kind of the creative industry space. It's been a really uh, great kind of run of, of industry spotlights the past couple of weeks. We've talked to um, uh, people from Finland, uh, people from uh, London and France and, and learning about, you know, what the creative industries look looks like in, in their own countries. You know, how are entrepreneurs in these fields um, building businesses and getting connected with the right people? But today we bring it back home and we're super excited. Um, Johnny Jones uh, is going to join us today. He uh, started a company called The Lingo Chicago, which does a lot of many things. That I will have him explain. But I think what's important, um, you know, to to for entrepreneurs out there is that, you know, sometimes people um, have an idea and they do one thing, and that ends up kind of blossoming into a bunch of things. So I think that's what's interesting, and I'm I'm looking forward to talking with um, Johnny about is kind of how you start with one, you know, kind of you know event or idea, and then how that kind of spurs off other ideas. Um, so uh, let's bring them in here. How's it going? What's up, Daniel? How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's Mr. Lingo himself. In the flesh. Uh, in the flesh. In the flesh. Well, you know, thanks for for coming and joining us today, um, and and talking with us about you know kind of your your journey as an entrepreneur and and learning about um, your company. So I think to just kind of get started, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Lingo Chicago? So um, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Sure. And uh, the Lingo Chicago, essentially now, present day, uh, is a production house, right? So um, it started with me DJing back in 2015. Um, I just always had a love and passion for music, and I wanted to uh, display that part of myself um, by DJing. And so once I started DJing, that turned into uh, curating house concerts. Uh, so I was born and raised on the west side of Chicago, uh, North Lawndale neighborhood. Started putting these little house concerts together, working with local artists from around the city. Started with west side artists, and that got a little bigger than I thought. So I'm like, all right, we got to start popping up at different venues because I can't fit all of these people in my apartment anymore. So mm -hmm. that turned into um, using different spaces around the city. Um, and basically just whoever we would have as a headliner for that event, uh, whether they were from Austin or Little Village, uh, we would basically just kind of highlight uh, everything about that community. So we would use their food, we would use different vendors from that community. Um, and then it just continued to blossom, man. Now we have a podcast called Two Vegetarians Eating Chicken, uh, which we go live every Thursday uh, from what's in it from the Black People Media uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. on Facebook. Wow. Um, so definitely check that out. It's a pretty, Talk a little bit about show. that. Yeah. What, what is so what's the kind of uh, subject matter? So, so two vegetarians eating chicken. It's a great, yes. it's a great title. I love the title. <laughs> no, I love it too. It's so, it's so catchy. And, um, and for all my vegetarian people out there, obviously you guys, you know, don't eat chicken. And so, um, we kind of, we kind of came up with it from a, a standpoint of just, uh, me and my co-hosts, 
uh, KJ, we used to debate about a lot of stuff, right? And so uh, we thought it would be genius to just kind of come up with this cool name um, and then just kind of carry that over. So we, we really talk about, you know, uh, everyday things that are going on in the world, whether it's uh, music related, uh, relationship related, uh, celebrity related. Um, and then we have a guest on every other week. And then we highlight that first 30 minutes uh, to fully focus on who they are as a creative, as an artist. Um, and then we just jump into the topics. We have a, a spew of random topics that we talk about, um, but it all just centers around um, just debating about each of our opinions and, you know, whatever those topics is. And so. And, uh, and where can people listen to the podcast? Where can they find it? So uh, we have um, a YouTube channel as well, Two Vegetarians Eating Chicken. Um, if you want to tune in live, we go live on Thursdays um, from uh, What's In It For The Black People Media's Facebook page and then our own individual Facebook page. I think my Facebook page is just Johnny Jones. And uh, we have an audio portion as well. So I think we're on all of those platforms, Spotify, mm-hmm. uh uh google um mm-hmm. whatever all of those audio you know right. um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely cool and so um and so you're you're a full production company uh so you have the podcast you have the dj mm-hmm. you have the events um yes. and 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 so where where are you at right now like talk about what uh, what's happening right now so um this the podcast has been pretty consistent i mean we're about 40 episodes in right now. Um, and so right now we're shifting to the music side of things. So that's that's the component that's missing the most um, intentionality, right? So uh, we had a show this past uh, couple weekends ago um, called Bloom Through the Cracks. And basically that whole show was about highlighting young and up and coming artists um, from around the city. Some were even from the suburbs, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of highlighted them as an artist and, uh, it just kind of, uh, lit a fire under me of, of things that I've just been procrastinating on musically. So to answer your question, uh, I'm working on a project right now called Alter Ego and, uh, it'll consist of music by myself or from myself. Um, and then a bunch of other artists just to keep up what I've always been about, which is the lingo. You know, everybody has something that makes up who they are as an individual. And uh, we just want to uh, collaborate with a bunch of other artists, have a, have a lot of features. I don't want it to just be about me. Um, but the whole idea behind Alter Ego is um, I just I just love music from the from the right. time I knew what it was, you know, and um, and not a lot of people know that, you know, they just look at me and they think I'm just like the DJ or the guy who connects people and bring them together. But I got some bars, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You know, man, I think um, you should also have a career in naming things. Bloom Through the Cracks is another awesome name, uh, you know, title for something. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a collective effort. Um, I definitely pride myself on uh, the name of my events. I think the very first one I ever did was called um, uh, Your Art is Your Voice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was essentially like my very first curation outside of my house which is which is really funny but uh thank you cool yeah no it's, it, I, I like that name a lot so talk a little bit about um i remember we had a discussion you know of you saying hey i want to do this full time kind of that transition right so 
you know, everyone kind of has, I mean, as an independent artist, I understand, like, you know, I was the same way. I, I taught schools, I played gigs, I had all these different things. When did you decide to really pursue and, and create the lingo more, like, a, 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 the lingo Chicago more full-time? So, um, 2018, uh, I was on the verge i was at a nonprofit, which is really funny i was i've always been in the nonprofit world of things um just really uh working with youth um young adults and just kind of walking alongside of them in that journey of life and um, just making sure that they get the best opportunities to fully uh come into themselves you know creatively career-wise whatever and so 2018 my former boss had left and moved away to like Seattle or something. And so for me, I was, I've always been one of those guys where I just kind of pay attention to uh, little signs or, you know, little, you know, things that make you be like, oh, this is the time for me. This is, you know. And so when she left, I was like, this is the perfect time. So 2018, I just kind of took that leap. You know, we call it that leap of faith, that risk. Uh, and I decided to go full time. Now, now, one thing I will say, I'm so I'm so spontaneous sometimes to a fault. Uh, I didn't have a solid plan together. I just I just did it, and I kind of had to just do it because otherwise right. I would have kept making excuses. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do this. And so I just jumped in the fire in 2018, and I had to get burned along the way. It's like it's like that whole analogy when you when you jump off the mountain. Who says you're not going to run into a couple of rocks and this and that? And so I had to do that. So 2018, to answer your question, 2018, I kind of took yeah. that leap of faith. Yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good point. You know, there, there's, um, there's like a, I think a, a, a balance between ideation of like, okay, let me plan this, and then there's that mm -hmm. moment where it's like, I just need to do this, and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll figure some of it out. You know, um, I know from my own career, especially as a musician, there was no roadmap. You know, mm. so it was like I just said yes to every gig and tried to make sure I was like, you know, able to play, you know, drums behind house music, able to cover a hip hop gig, able to play, you know, Sweet Caroline and, and Don't Stop Believing, you know, and, you know, <laughs> be able to be as versatile as possible, which helped me build my network, which is, you know, what really helped. But, you know, uh, but in terms of going full time, like I didn't, you know, there's a lot of risk that comes with that. And a lot of people don't, yeah. can't afford that risk. Or it, you know, um, and, and some people can, right? Um, but I think that sometimes, you know, people talk so much about what they're gonna do, and it's like at some point, you just gotta go and you know figure it out. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's interesting. So <clears throat> talk a little bit about um, kind of, you know, I, I really like that you focused your events in certain neighborhoods and tried mm -hmm. to bring in the neighborhood element to them. Uh, can you talk a little bit about? your thoughts on kind of the Chicago ecosystem of events, right? So you've got North side, you've got South side, you've got West side, you know, a lot of these places necessarily don't integrate. Um, mm -hmm. Some do, you know, um, but in terms of like what you could, what you see as being um, what worked in your mind, because I think, I think, you know, in my mind, it's like, you know, all, all these cool, you know, local neighborhood spots that I think everyone should know about. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and these artists that are coming out of certain neighborhoods, everyone should know about it. But how do we how do we connect the dots, I guess? Mm, so I think uh, to touch on what you just said about Chicago in general. So Chicago is very much so uh, a segregated city. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, um, with with 
the tons of neighborhoods that we do have and and some are, are really beautiful places so for me i always kind of wanted to um connect people in ways that were uncomfortable right so mm-hmm. when we used to when we used to pop up in different neighborhoods uh use little village for example that's a predominantly uh, hispanic neighborhood right so someone from like uh, Edgewater or something has no idea about a neighborhood like a little village. And so if they came out, I wanted them to fully experience, you know, little village in person, not from what you hear or see on the news and what people are talking about. I really wanted them to, to be in it with everybody else. And so, um, I've always tried to to implement myself in other creative groups, um, whether it's in my own neighborhood or somewhere else um, to just really try to uh, capture something different than what I'm even used to. You know what I mean? And so sometimes in in the creative world in Chicago, uh, it can feel very competitive when it just needs to be collaborative, you know, Um, because a lot of us, do a lot. So there's a million podcasts out, right? So that's, right. that doesn't mean I'm not going to, one, do my own podcast and then two, want to be a part of somebody else's podcast as a guest or have them on. Like for me, it's just always been about let's win together, man. Like we, we, we got this one life. Let's live it. Let's, let's do it as a collective. Let's collaborate continuously. Um, I shouldn't have to uh, leave and go somewhere else uh, unless I just choose to, and there's better opportunity, but I know a lot of creators and people who just leave Chicago because they feel like it's so much competition and they can't, you know, really blossom at, you know, what they're passionate about or called to do. And so sometimes that's really unfortunate, but I've always just tried to, uh, just kind of bring the people together continuously from a creative standpoint and, and let's do this thing together. So that's always been my thing. Yeah, and, and and to go back to what you were talking about with podcasts, I, I've been you know researching recently uh, how a lot of communities are kind of and businesses are almost built around successful podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's like the podcast comes first, and then you know then you kind of build a community around the podcast, and then you know basically you have a community and a business you know all around mm-hmm. this this podcast, which is you know I I have only recently. Uh, you know, gotten into podcasts like um, I love Midnight Miracle uh, with uh, David Chappelle's uh, podcast. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, that one. Is have, you seen his, have you seen his stand up he just dropped? I've, I haven't seen the new one. I just saw last night that it's up. Uh, okay, it's, it's great. I can't wait. It's great. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, so so you you started a podcast and and like when you're doing it, it's like you know, I assume. The subject matter, you know, you're you're talking about a bunch of stuff, but, you know, are you able to build an audience and what does that look like? Like, What does success look like for you in like a podcast sense and and kind of filtering into, you know, the lingo and and, and what you're building? So so uh, when we first started the podcast, uh, it was. We had a component of visual and we had a component of audio, right, because I think uh, you can take advantage to reach a broader audience with both of those. And so from from the audio perspective, we went through uh, Buzzsprout. I don't know how familiar you are with Buzzsprout, but basically it's like a mothership that uh, when you go through them, they push out your audio to all of the other places, Spotify, uh, Google Music, iHeartRadio, all of those things that we're currently on. 
And we got to see how much uh, we impacted places I never thought we would even touch, you know, uh, other countries, you know, Africa, uh, you know, uh, South America. Just when you look at the stats and you see all of these places that we've like impacted, it's kind of crazy to me. Like, I think our like um, second most listened uh, city is in New York. It's like, uh, I don't even know how to say the name, Cheetah, Cheetah Waga, something like that. And it's just like, oh, wow. And Chicago is obviously the, the leading city because that's where we are, you know, started from. But for a while, it didn't used to be Chicago, which was interesting. Mm. Um, and it kind of made me feel some type of way. I'm like, how my own people not going <laughs> to listen to us? So you got to get past that, though. So um, <laughs> once we did the, so audio does so going to YouTube, right? So we upload the visual components to YouTube, um, but audio does way better than the views and listeners on YouTube. For, it just depends on, you know, the algorithms mm-hmm. and however that works, um, which is still kind of confusing to me. Um, but recently we started, we had a, we got a partnership with what's in it for the black people media. And so we started doing the live component. So that's a totally different feel. Um, being able to to talk amongst each other, myself and my co-host, and then watch people who are watching you, and then people who are in the chats commenting, and then we're interacting with their comments. So I really like that component of it. Um, but it started slow. To answer your question, it really it really started yeah. slow, um, and it's and it's really a marathon. Um, I think about um, certain podcasts that I've listened to, um, and it's taken them over. You know. 100, 200, 300 plus episodes yeah. to even start yeah. to create a really big buzz. And so um, for me, it's about the long haul for something specifically like a podcast. You just really have to have continuous fun with it um, and just really enjoy doing it on the however often you shoot the podcast, you know. So we do it weekly. Um, and I'm excited every Thursday because I know we're shooting today. I'm excited every Wednesday because that's the pre recorded. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, you know, uh, I, I was listening to an interview um, and I think it, I forgot the guy's name, uh, but it was it was Talib Kweli's uh, podcast. But he was talking about the, how the consistency is super important, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, to, to build a fan base and, and, and it takes time. And, um, you know, and this this guy, I, I totally blanking on his name, but he started like three other podcasts that are successful. Like one is with his wife and they just are, they just mm. kind of like talk on it. It's been successful. So I was, you know, I'm, it, 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 that's a new, a new um, thing for me, like learning about it and even how to produce it, which you're learning about, which I think is like an awesome skill. Um, mm-hmm. Just know kind of like what that looks like and what your options are. Um, so I guess, you know, just to, to kind of wrap things up, what would you, you know, what would be your advice, you know, for, you know, young people who are thinking about entrepreneurship, kind of want to start their own businesses and, you know, and, and, and their own things like you have over some of the, what would be some tips that you would give them? Um, uh-oh. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, I would say, uh, definitely have a, structured plan right but don't let that plan consume you so much so that you're afraid to do it because you think this plan needs to be like perfect or you think you know you need to reach a certain level of of whatever it needs to be so i'll i'll, I'll put it to you this way before i even started the lingo chicago i was working full time right and so i was doing 
lingo Chicago stuff as like my side job. But I was still because we we're human. Right. So we still have if unless you like living home with your parents and like, you know, <coughs> excuse me, and you don't have to pay any like bills or anything like that. Go straight, go straight into it. If you know exactly what you want to do, um, go straight into it. Uh, you have to take that leap. You have to take that risk. Otherwise, as humans, we'll we'll continue to be in our head uh, mentally, and we'll make all these excuses. Um, and I know it's not easy as an entrepreneur, as a creative. It's not easy for me because I haven't reached a certain level that you know uh, I define as success to me. And so, and that's another tip. Like you know, uh, you're going to get a lot of people who try to convince you or tell you otherwise and in, in both sides of your ears, you know, but you really have to stay uh, mindful about your own insightfulness and what you foresee yourself doing and what you want your business to look like. And obviously don't be naive and, you know, receive things. But sometimes when people give you advice, you know, it comes from places of things that they haven't accomplished or like, you know, sad to say, but sometimes it's really true. You know, uh, you, you get a lot of people who uh, will shoot your ideas down and, you know, then now you're second guessing yourself. But um, in a nutshell, you know, you just you really got to risk it to get the biscuit, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and you just have to uh, just really go for it, you know, and even if that means still working to make sure you can pay your bills and do all of that. Right. And saving and saving and then just reinvesting back into yourself, which is in your business. Um, and then you just kind of go from there, man. You know, otherwise we're just going to be continue to be complacent and, you know, just in this just here, you know. And it's like right. I think we all have a purpose if we channel into that, you know. So it's all up to us at the end of the day. Well, I think that's fantastic advice, you know, and I, I think, um, you know, the 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 concept of getting out of your head and putting things into action. Um, and also, you know, taking everyone's advice with a grain of salt, you know, of, of where, are, where are they come, where are they coming from and, and, and telling you this advice and, you know, and then building up a community. So, well, um, you know, Johnny, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, you know, I'm going to put down, uh, below the lingo check out what he's doing. Uh, get in contact with him. If you're interested uh, in his podcast or want to learn more about what he's doing, please reach out to me and I will connect you. Um, you know, I definitely hope yeah, you, you come here more often <laughs> and, oh, for sure. you know, and we can, we can link up um, and, and continue the conversation. But uh, thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks for having me, Daniel. I really appreciate it, man. Talk more, be social, baby. All right. Take care. There you have it, uh, Johnny Jones, uh, local Chicago creative entrepreneur, uh, building businesses out of North uh, from North Lawndale, but building businesses for the city. Uh, you know, has a podcast, is you know building uh, events around uh, you know neighborhoods um, and and the neighborhood talent that exists within uh, those those spaces. Um, again, my name is Daniel Crane. I am the program director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Uh, we are focused on building resources for creative entrepreneurs, helping you network uh, and, and connecting you to the right people to help you grow. Um, if you go to our website at ccglobal.org, you will be able to um, check out all the kind of free events that we have going on. Um, we have some exciting things coming up, so I would suggest to go to ccglobal.org and check that out. We hope everyone uh, has a great rest of their day and a great weekend. Take care, um, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, ciao.